Hey, how you guys doing today, eh? I'm not doing so good. I can't seem to find work, you know? I've been looking for work. Can't find a job. How you all doing today? I'm not doing so well this fine, fine Saturday. All snowed in. Got about six inches of snow. The Seattle area is, of course, inundated with a very heavy, heavy dose of the white powdery stuff. So everybody's pretty much locked in. You can go out and drive if you want to, but my advice is just stay home, hunker down, watch some golf, do what you do. So about a week and a half ago, I had this assessment for an interview I had in which I thought I interviewed quite well for. Did this four-hour assessment, scored well, they sent it back in, and then the lady who my recruiter referred me to said that no, he uh, he didn't interview well. He didn't show enough enthusiasm. He was, uh, you know, kind of boring. What am I supposed to do? Jump up onto the table and do somersaults and holler and yell and, and get so excited that I can't hardly stand it? Should I just get jacked up? I'm a laid-back guy. I'm a mellow dude. And if I interviewed so poorly, how could they send me off to do this? assessment that took four hours, four hours of my life, by the way, and uh, and then turn around and say I interviewed poorly. If I interviewed poorly, they wouldn't have had me do the assessment. So there's something else going on there. So between that four-hour assessment, oh, and by the way, I interviewed for one and a half hours. Well, hour and 20 minutes. So between the interview I had on the phone with her and the interview I had with the recruiter, I I invested at least eight hours. Eight hours of my life. My life. Eight hours I could have been searching for another job. Eight hours I could have spent here with you guys. Eight hours of my life I'll never get back. And that's the corporate world for you. They don't care. They get you all excited and pumped up and excited thinking that, hey, I got a good shot at this, man. They had me do the assessment. I had some buddies say, man, you're a lock. You're in, man. If they scheduled that, you're in. So... Something else going on there. I wasn't boring. They were boring. They were asking stupid questions anyway. Like, what's the most exciting thing you've ever done on a job? Oh, well, I don't know. I completed like 50 houses in a year. Isn't that good enough? I, myself, I think that's pretty exciting. That's pretty fulfilling to know that you've accomplished that. I dig what I do. I love what I do. I really, really enjoy seeing a home come out of the dirt. To rise like the phoenix. Maybe that's the excitement I should show next time. Start talking all crazy like a house is a phoenix, man. And it's going to rise from the dust and take over the planet. Whatever. So, so much for that. So, I'll keep looking. I'll keep persevering. I'll keep digging in, man. I was supposed to have an interview last Thursday, but the snow. I'm supposed to have one next Thursday, too, but the snow. So, I don't know. We'll see how it all goes. Pretty bummed out about that. A little embarrassed, actually. My friends were all like, what? You didn't get it? Yeah. Fuck it. One of my other buddies says, man, there's a lot of jobs out there. Don't worry about it. You'll find something. A lot of people interviewing. Yeah, it's easy for you to say, man, you got a job right now. It's a dog-eat-dog world when it comes to work. I really, really understand that now. Well, it's not like I didn't understand it. I have understood it. I just try not to believe it. I try to believe that there's a better thing going on it's like my last job yeah they lay you off sorry about that we're gonna have to lay you off we know it's a life-changing thing 
uh, you think? And then they say they can't be a, a reference. You can't use them for uh, references because it's some sort of a corporate thing that reads, no, we can't even say, yeah, we can say you worked here and that's it. They can't say, oh, yeah, Pat, he was, a, he was there every day, never called in sick, was awesome. They can't say that. All they can say is, yeah, he worked here. That's it. That's, I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. When they bring you in, they say, yeah, you're family. You're like family. You're like our brother, our cousin. Man, if that's how they treat you, to be a family member, I don't want any part of that. Chuck you under the bus and run you over a couple times if they can. Because the bottom line is they don't give a fuck. They're doing just fine the way they are. Oh, well, I'll quit crying now. I just had to get that off my chest. I was feeling a little jaded and a little bit miffed, kind of pissed off right now. Everything's going to be okay, Pat. You're going to be just fine. Now I got some snow days. Can't get out and interview. So I'll be doing lots of researches, lots of reading, and see if I can't get better at this. At least I have this. I can talk to you guys and vent to use guys. So anyway, I'll get on with whatever I'm going to get on with here. Hmm. Oh, I know. I'll talk a little bit about blackface. What is up with these people that think they can get away with putting on blackface and acting like a black person, going out and dressing up like that? It's ridiculous. People are aware. You have social media, baby. Social media is going to swallow you up and spit you out. And once it spits you out, the people who are not down with what you're doing will come after you. And they come after you hard. That dude, that one uh, governor over there in, where is it, Virginia? Yeah, his ass is going to be handed to him. He's already done. Even though he says, I'm not going to leave, man. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do what I'm doing. No, I don't think so. I think the uh, people have pretty much said, nah, you're done. And then the dude that's supposed to take over for him has been accused of rape and some other sexual discrepancies, something he should not be doing. You know, that's what kills me about these people who are up there. They they think that they're above the law, that they are above reproach. Is it where politicians can do whatever they want until they get caught? And then you got to pay your dues, pay the piper. It's a heavy price to pay when you try to get away with some silly things that you do. Because no matter what, especially at times like these, when the people who have been violated are coming to the forefront and saying, this is what you did, unless you're the president, you're going to go down. I watched on the news today where pretty much the the president can do whatever he wants. And there's nothing that we can do about it. Nothing. Kind of like Tony Montana back in the day, you know, whenever he was the, the king of the world. There was nothing you could do to him. I'm Tony Montana. Don't you know? Don't you know who I am? That's how he can be, you know? That's the way the president is. He's like the king of the world. Like the godfather of America. He's the kingpin. He's the head mobster. Should start calling him the Teflon Don. Absolutely untouchable. Can't do anything to him. That's okay, though. We need somebody like that in office. Somebody that you cannot touch. See, I'm not completely against Mr. Trump. There's a lot of things I disagree with. And there are some things that I agree with. And that's the wonderful, wonderful thing about being an American citizen. I can vote, and I can make a conscious decision on my own, and I can think freely. But I cannot speak freely, because speaking freely can get you in trouble. And we don't want that. No, no, no. 
You cannot speak your mind. A lot of things you need to keep to yourself because if you say them out loud or if somebody can hear you say them and they don't agree, if it's not politically correct, then you can have your ass handed to you. It can affect your life. An example is this. I don't think that it's okay to change your sex on your birth certificate. If you're born a boy, you're a boy. If you're born a girl, you're a girl. To me, that's pretty black and white. Does that make me wrong or narrow-minded or somebody who doesn't have any forward thinking? No, that's just how I feel. But now that I've said that and I've said it on here, I'll never be able to run for the presidency of the United States of America. Damn it. So getting back to this whole blackface thing, do you guys remember when Ted Danson did it when he was banging on Whoopi? They went out on a date and he had blackface on and they, they made a big, big thing about it. That was in the 90s. It was a big thing then. It's an even bigger thing now. You can't do that. Stop doing that. Shame on you. It's bad, bad, bad. Especially if you're a politician who's sitting up there on your high horse. And then you turn around and you say, Yeah, it was me, but I can't remember which one it was. And then a week later say, No, it wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. Liar. Just go home, take your lumps, and be a man, and say I fucked up, and forget your life in politics. Go back to being a doctor. You've shamed yourself and your family enough. Bye-bye. Did y'all hear about how the president said that the war in Afghanistan was the longest war in American history? Oh, no, no, no. It was actually the Indian Wars. The first one started in 1622 where the Powhatan tribe damn near ran them out of Jamestown. Came very close to running them out, but didn't quite do it. This went on for like 20 years, and the Indian Wars finally ended in somewhere around 1890 when the United States Cavalry. They blasted all them old women and old men and children because the whites wanted the Indians to surrender all their weapons and stop their ghost dancing, man. We don't like it when you guys do that dance. It scares us. We don't understand. So you need to stop it. And you need to stop it now. And it always seemed like the excuse was a fight broke out or somebody shot one of their guns and that's all it took. We had to open fire. There's no excuse for killing people like that. They killed over 150 people in one day. There's no excuse for that. There was a guy that opened fire on a bunch of people at a concert down in Las Vegas a few years back. I'm not sure how many were killed, but I remember on the news saying, the worst massacre in United States history. No, not even close. It was tragic. Don't get me wrong, I feel very bad for those people, but it wasn't the worst. Then the newscasters had to change it to, it's the worst massacre in modern history. Well, I don't know, 1890 really wasn't that long ago. I think the whole Wounded Knee thing was revenge because the Indians finally got Custer. And the 7th Cavalry was part of Custer's boys. And those were the boys who massacred the Indians. So, it also gave them the chance to end the Plains Indian Wars and essentially put all the Indians on the reservation. And it put an end to that famous ghost dance. See, the ghost dance was abdicated by a sitting bull. And this dance would go on for days and nights. And the Indians truly believed that this dance would drive the whites away and restore the lands back to the Indians. 
and that didn't sit well with the white man. They considered it to be a cult. And you know what the government thinks of cults? See what they did to Koresh back there in Texas back in the early 90s? They burned that house down with a bunch of women and children and Koresh inside because they don't like cults. Cults are bad. They're very, very scary. So we'll kill everybody. Women and children, old men, old women, babies. We don't care. And this country is supposed to be able to have freedom of religion, freedom of speech. But we really don't have that. We don't have that at all. Because once you start getting together and forming a group of people, if the government doesn't agree with what you're doing, you need to stop. You need to quit that now. We don't like that. Big Brother's watching you, and it's the truth. I mean, take a look at Scientology. If that's not a cult, I don't know what is. I mean, I don't know very much about Dianetics, but I don't believe that my spirit was blasted out of a volcano, and I definitely do not believe that I chose my parents. Because if I'd have chose my parents, I would have had a doctor or an athlete for a father and a wonderful, wonderful homemaker for a mom. Kind of like Leave it to Beaver, only better. I don't believe in cults. I don't believe in anything but a creator. I go to church on Sundays. I believe that this earth had to have been created by something. Something higher than me. Something higher than any of us. I mean, how would it be possible for something to be perfectly aligned with the sun so we can live? If the earth was a thousand miles closer to the sun or a thousand miles farther away from the sun, could mankind exist? I don't have the answer for that. But I do know this. I believe in heaven. I believe in hell, so I try to be a better man. I try not to judge people, so I do not want to be judged by others. But I do have to say this. I was at the grocery store the other day, and this isn't the first time I've seen it. I've seen it over and over and over, and I've decided I had to say something. People wearing their pajamas to the goddamn store, and their slippers to the goddamn store. No, no, no. Stop this. This should almost be a crime. If you're too freaking lazy to put on some pants, put on some shoes, to go to the store, you don't need to go to the store. Send your old lady or your old man to get your cigarettes or your beer or whatever you gotta get and stay your ass at home. Pajamas have a place in the world and that's at home. Not for the whole world to see. Because if you've been wearing your pajamas all night and all day, that's funky. Stay your funky ass at home. Not really judging, just my opinion. Now I have to touch base about the Super Bowl. That was the most boring-ass Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls. Yeah, a couple of my buddies said, yeah, man, but it was defensive. It was defensive. Yeah, I know, I know. But it was still boring as fuck. Also, the halftime show, that was even worse. I cannot believe that they chose Maroon 5 to perform at the Super Bowl. It was pathetic. Congratulations to uh, Tom Brady and the uh, New England Patriots. I'm glad they won, I guess. I wanted uh, the Rams to win just because I'm an NFC fan. If I was an AFC fan, then, of course, I would have rooted for Mr. Brady. So the Brady and the boys won again. But if you ever listen to Bill Burr, he'll tell you that uh, Green Bay Packers have more championships than anybody because the Super Bowl is not barometer for uh, great championships of the world. 
I will say, though, the last uh, 20 years of the Brady-Belichick uh, thing has been pretty, pretty uh, impressive. I have to say that. Of course, if the AFC East was anything but what it is now, I mean, if they were in the AFC Central, I don't think they would win their division every single year like they have almost for the last 15 years. And then keep hiring these subpar coaches. They just hired the coach that was in Miami for New York. And it's just going to be the same old thing next year, man. I don't get it. The only hope that we have to knock off New England is if Kansas City or Pittsburgh, of whom I can't stand, takes them out. Baltimore, maybe. It's the same three or four teams that go against New England every year, and New England beats them. Now, granted, in the AFC Championship game, Kansas City won that game. If that knucklehead hadn't lined up offsides, it would have been the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. No. You had to line up offsides and give New England a chance. And that's all Brady needs is a chance, man. As much as I cannot stand Tom Brady, he's a hell of a quarterback. And you might ask, why, Pat? Why do you not like Tom Brady? Well, I'm going to tell you why. I haven't liked Tom Brady ever since he took Bledsoe's job back in 2001, man. That wasn't right. When you're injured, you go out of the game, you get healed, you come back, you play. That should be the rules in football and in life. You get your ass knocked down. You have every opportunity to drag your ass up and at least prove yourself. If you fail on your own, then you fail. I just think uh, Bledsoe got a raw deal and that's the way I feel. If you don't like it, that's not my problem. That's your problem. Anyway, congratulations to the New England Patriots for winning the Super Bowl again. Um, next year's a new year. Can hardly wait till spring training. Now I'm seeing where they got this other football game on tonight. It's a new league. It's called the Alliance of American Football. Really? I've been watching a little bit of it. It looks like between college and pro. So I would call it semi-pro. And a lot of these players have probably tried out for the NFL and couldn't make it or didn't make it. And here they are playing in this league. Maybe the NFL will pick up a couple players for next season. There's probably some players that are good enough to play in the NFL. But the jury's still out on that. I'll watch it. I'll see. It'll at least give me something to look at because I'm not much of a basketball fan. And baseball up in the Pacific Northwest sucks nuts because the Seattle Mariners are the worst team in baseball. They haven't made the playoffs since 2001. And they claim this coming season's going to be a building year. Well, they've been rebuilding since 2001. They suck nuts. That's why I've always loved the Oakland A's. Been an Oakland A fan since I was a kid. I'll always be an Oakland A fan. The Mariners, meh, not so much. Anyway, I'm pretty much done with my rant and my rave. I haven't gotten any emails from you guys yet. You can reach me at uwinton.com dot elwa at the travel brand podcast dot com y e w i n t e n dot e l w h a i needed to spell it out for you because i do need some feedback i haven't gotten any feedback i don't know how well i'm doing i know that my downloads haven't been stellar so i'd like to get more downloads i've been putting myself out there on Twitter land, but that's about it. So, 
give me a little feedback, give me something, something to uh, believe in. And I hope this episode finds you well. Peace.